Welcome to Cozying Up with the Clear Cut, where we get up close and personal with women that inspire us. This week, we're cozying up with one of the most hilarious content creators and one of my personal favorites, Talia Lickstein. You may have seen her on your TikTok for you page telling us all the things she hates in the funniest and most refreshing ways. We talk about dealing with trolls, the woke police, and all the things she hates and loves about the diamonds we chose for her. Hey everyone, and welcome to Cozying Up with the Clear Cut, where we get up close and personal with women that inspire us. Today, I'm with one of my favorite content creators and internet personalities, Talia Lickstein. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So I was chatting with you and I was like, I feel like I know you. I follow you on TikTok and Instagram and you are just so personal and you like share so much about your life. What did you think you'd be doing when you were like a little kid? Like what would you want to do when you grew up? I, as a very little kid, it was always, I want to be on Broadway. I want to be a performer. Like, I think I did have the spirit of entertaining in me from mm-hmm. a very young age, but I didn't know exactly that it would be this type of thing. Also, I couldn't, none of us could imagine at the time when I was a exist. kid. This yeah. didn't exist. We didn't even, we just had the internet starting. Like, I didn't, we didn't have anything like this where you could broadcast your entire life. So... I guess I, I saw myself being entertaining and funny and talking to people. Mm-hmm. And then as I got a little bit older, like as a teen, I thought, okay, I'll do something where I'm interviewing people. I want to do a talk show. I want to have my own show. But still, it wasn't like the world is going to know about my sex life. The world <laughs> is going to know what I'm eating for lunch. Like that is just, it's a whole new genre of entertainment that I'm like breaking into now. So I could imagine that I would be in this world, but I didn't know how. And how did that journey like happen for you? I came out of college having studied journalism and poli sci and media. Like that was my big focus throughout my academic life. And I always knew that I would want to go into some mix of news and entertainment comedy. So I didn't want to take the traditional path that comedians take. There's a whole New York City comedy scene. I thought maybe I'd move across the country because I'd been in California my whole life and I didn't want to do the stand-up thing. I thought that I was so much funnier. If I was going to pursue comedy, I thought I was better on paper mm-hmm. or on video. I just knew I'm not really a good, I don't know, but it's still yet to be seen. We'll, we'll have to try it at some point, but that wasn't my, my I didn't uh, think about that being the goal. And then I started making these videos thinking I'll do some sort of BuzzFeed situation. I'll be like the Try Guys and I'll have a series on BuzzFeed or on Refinery29 mm-hmm. where I am a host of something. So I was applying to those things after college and I figured I should have content of myself online that these people could see so that when they hired me, they know what I would sound like. Mm-hmm. So I started making the TikTok videos and then in early to mid-June, I kind of got really consistent with them and started making them more and more and that took off. So I thought, this okay. This past June. This past June. Wow, so quick. Yeah, 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 it's been really quick. And I thought, okay, I'll do, for the summer, I'll stay in my parents' house and I will just keep making these videos and see how far it gets me. And if I don't get anywhere with it, if I don't get like a podcast or something out of it by the fall, I will take my dad's advice and do a nine to five. Mm -hmm. And it wound up okay. So here I am. And did your content start out like super personal or what were, what did you start out with? Cause it was like for people that you were potentially going to work for, right? Right. I mean, <laughs> I I always knew I wouldn't be doing any sort of job. It's not like I was going to go work in law yeah. or I was going to go work for the Department of Justice. Like, yeah. it was not going to be very serious whatever I did. So I knew that I could, for whatever job I was going to do, 
it wouldn't be an issue that I'm cursing online. Mm-hmm. Whoever I'm applying to, my family would try to tell me, Tali, you shouldn't have this stuff online if you're trying to apply to these places. I'm like, I'm trying to work for like, I don't know. I want to write for a late night show at some point. Like these are my biggest goals. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't care that I'm cursing. They wouldn't care that I'm talking about sex. So that's the really cool perk of this is that like your online presence can be very adult and very, um, I don't know, raunchy. And these employers don't care. So that's what I was, uh, it it didn't start off very personal. It started more just the things I hate, Mm -hmm. which was my personal opinions and tastes about random. I love that. Thank you. (laughs) I love it too. It's just random stuff. Yeah. And then that turned into, I think more when I moved to New York, people got really interested in my day to day. Mm -hmm. So it became a lot more vloggy, Mm -hmm. but um, I try to incorporate both now. And what does your family think about your like online career (laughs) they are so supportive they just get a little bit confused sometimes like they understandably understandably of course like i mean look they as i said i always wanted to do something like this as a kid they knew that i would go into this type of field they are extremely extreme i'm just thankful that they understand the logistics of it they understand this as a legitimate business and they're like not worried about me in the sense that how is she gonna make ends meet Mm -hmm. but they do sometimes call me and try to give me advice or critiques about you shouldn't be doing this online. Like exactly what we said. Like what yeah. if what if people in the future see these things? Or my dad gets worried, like, you know, you're talking about sex. It's weird for a dad yes. to see this <laughs> with his daughter. Like, I get it. I totally get it. And what I tell them is like you just things that you don't want to see, like you can't watch it. Yeah. If it's gonna freak you out that I'm like <laughs> sleeping over at a random guy's house, like at the end of the day, you have to trust that I'm being safe. And if you can't do that, you just can't watch it. So my family is so, so supportive. They're just a little worried sometimes. Right. And they have like, they think that they, they don't really get the humor of it sometimes because they're older. <laughs> yeah. So they think that they can tell me what's going on. And I have to like say, you just don't watch. Just stop looking because you're not going to yeah, get just- it. Stop all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and you have your own podcast now. Congratulations. Thank you. How did, what is it about? How did that come to fruition? Tell us about that. I mean, I started working with Betches right after this whole thing started happening in the summer, like right after the first couple of videos went viral. I was having an issue with monetizing the platform and mm-hmm. figuring out like, how am I going to, I, w- I want to make videos for other people. I still wanted to follow that goal and not just be a content creator for myself. Mm-hmm. So I was talking to Betches about doing a four video deal where I would make some TikToks for their Instagram account and I got to know them pretty well. And they had this idea to pair me together with this girl, Alexis, who is a part-time digital content creator, full-time content strategist at Google. So we happen to know each other already and Mm. we got along great just from like the influencer world that I've just been introduced (laughs) to. So we tell Betches like, actually we do know each other and we can prove it. Like we, we would make a great podcast pair. They give us a couple opportunities to do little demos for them, kind of pitch this idea. And that's how it came to be. And that was, it's been a long time coming. That started all in like August, September. Oh really? Yeah. And it was just a matter of, yeah, thank you. It was a matter of me moving out here and like getting it done, getting it started. And it's called Bad Vibes, right? It's called Bad Vibes. And what's the premise for the podcast? It's a lot about, it's personality based. It's a lot about our personal lives, but the whole concept is that nobody on the internet is safe. That's like the tagline. We're supposed to be sharing our opinions, which in our worlds, like these are objective. You can't argue with an opinion, how I feel about a certain influencer, celebrity, artist, show. These things are supposed to be, you're you're free to share them. So Mm -hmm. long as it's not bigotry or just for the purpose of being mean, 
you can share your opinions. So that's what the whole thing is about. It's um, we have a segment called Roast It or Toast It, where we toast to things that we like or roast things that we don't. And it'll be things like influencers that are like going viral right now mm-hmm. or um, shows that are really talked about right now or just the concept of a group chat or a uh, getting gifts on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And it's very people may call it harsh. Mm-hmm. I just think it's the way that people talk normally and not online. Line, yeah. And you know this so much online, so much on TikTok. Online is scary. It's terrifying. Yeah. Anything you say can be... Literally anything can be spun into something like negative or like you can be like canceled for like anything. Um, how do you deal with like trolls or just like opinions of people like online? Because I'm sure right. you get a lot of that. There's a lot of... Uh, I heard this great term in my comments the other day. It was like a nitpick me you know this term pick me girls right no i don't oh my I'm god old. Okay. okay tell me <laughs> okay so pick, pick me girls i think it's a very gen z term and it's a girl who conducts her life in such a way to be appealing to men mm. so maybe puts other girls down or like pretends to like things even though we know that she doesn't mm-hmm. okay for the purpose of that makes like sense. Men. Mm-hmm. So the nitpick me's would be people who are like nitpicking for the sake of like looking woke or looking like looking a way that they're actually not like mm-hmm. they don't even know what they're nitpicking about right so the nitpick me's would be people who uh, like you said they're trolling me and they're we all know that nothing i said was wrong or offensive or anything but they'll kind of spin it in such a way like but did you mean it like this like it's really not that deep mm-hmm. so i don't know that and like the hate comments i just let them roll off my back as like either i use them for comedy i respond to them and make a joke out of them and I think that it it does really well. Like mm-hmm. people like to see that sort of it takes a little bit of bravery to talk to these people. Totally. But I tell people like if you don't believe what they're saying, don't defend yourself or apologize for it. Because if you apologize, you believe that their weird nitpick comment that you know you didn't do anything wrong, but you're just afraid. So you're going to say, I'm so sorry. I've learned now. But it's like, yeah. what did you learn? This person didn't teach you anything. You didn't say anything wrong. Mm-hmm. We have to talk like normal people. We have to not apologize for things that we didn't do wrong. And of course, that means that when you do something wrong, you apologize. But come on, there's a lot of nitpicking out there and a lot of, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Totally. I think that's something like I personally struggle with. I'm like, I'm not going to put anything out there that's like even going to be like semi-controversial. Like, God forbid I say like, I don't like princess cut diamonds. Like everyone's going to come after me. You know (laughs) what I mean? (laughs) Right. And... Your princess cut diamond is like my. Not saying that I don't like princess cut diamonds. They're great for (laughs) you know your personal taste, just not mine. But even like things like that, people will like come after me for. So I'm like, I'm just gonna be like super vanilla just to avoid any conflict. Right. I I, you it really also hinders creativity in that way. And I don't want to make this whole Joe Rogan-esque argument of like the woke left and the wokeness is making it so that we can't be funny. So much of this is necessary. Well, I think that's a little bit true. And I think you've spoken about that, right? Like what what are your thoughts on like Gen Z and like their wokeness? You're Gen Z, right? I am Gen Z. Yeah, Yeah, I'm 23. (laughs) I guess that, yeah. I don't exactly know what the cutoff is, but I feel like I'm right on the edge of Gen Z. Very young millennial, very old Gen Z. So I... I mean, look, I one of the things that you you said we were going to be discussing was like, what is wokeness? Mm-hmm. And I think that there is a divide between what wokeness, quote unquote, is on the Internet and what wokeness means to me, I think, is like just openness and curiosity and a desire to understand lives that you will never be able to fully understand, but to know more, mm-hmm. to 
to be open to apologizing and learning and moving forward. I think that's it, like just a curiosity. I don't think wokeness means you've read every single book on critical race theory. I think that it means you have a desire to have conversations about this. You have an awareness of your own personal biases and you want to address them. Just mm -hmm. being open. I think that's wokeness and I don't think it's that complicated. And I think that if everybody possess that i mean i don't know you a lot of people call it wokeness i mostly just call it empathy yeah but i was gonna say it sounds like empathy <laughs> like empathy. just understanding you know where someone else is coming exactly. from exactly no that's a good point it's like i hear wokeness all the time I'm like isn't this just basic i don't know bare minimum empathy but well i think that we start out with it wanting to be empathy but then like the wokeness is like the kind of like scary part of exactly. it exactly right exactly so yeah and then there's wokeness on the internet which people think means you have to be perfect all the time and you can't say anything ever wrong mm -hmm. you know there's a reason that they're called for example microaggressions it's because this is a person who didn't mean to say anything wrong but did and it's a great learning opportunity mm -hmm. obviously every situation has nuance and we're getting really deep here but like every situation you have to have a conversation about these things but no to like i think a lot of cancel culture is not fair i do think that there are people who deserve their platforms taken away but there are also there is such thing as learning and growing mm -hmm. and a lot of these young people on the internet 14 15 year olds think that you know you can't make a mistake or you can't learn and that it's it's not conducive to progress it doesn't right and a 14 15 year old like doesn't know everything exactly. perfect so you'd be surprised how many 14 year olds <laughs> think they know like more than me for example i'm <laughs> 10 years older than you come on i know and it's and it can be what I, I wouldn't want to be a teenager right now. I feel like it would mm -hmm. be like a really like scary place to you're always like walking on eggshells and people are calling you out. But I think we do need to be like more open to like people like learning and growing. Right. Exactly. No, yeah. walking on eggshells is a good point. That's kind of how it is on TikTok. But you just have to <laughs> you have to fight that. You have to not be so afraid. And people tend to like, I don't know, I feel like if you aren't so afraid of saying the wrong thing and you just talk and be yourself mm -hmm. and people can see your real true character then in the event that maybe you do screw up and say something that can be construed in they a wrong way. They give you the benefit of the doubt. They, give you, they say she's a genuine person. She's shown us who she is and she's not trying that hard and she's just being herself and she's apologized now. Like, I think they're more willing to understand that. So, yeah. Where do you draw, like, inspiration for your content? Like, I know a lot of it is your everyday life, but how are you, like, always coming up with, like, new things to talk about? I honestly <laughs> don't know. And, like, I... <laughs> I think every single day after I post like a things I hate video, I'm like, that'll be the last one because I don't know if I can think of anything else. Like there's, I feel like I've probably, I should go through and count. I've listed hundreds and hundreds of things and they're all these weird little like. I, and it's so funny because they're so specific and like sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I really hate that too, but I never thought about it before. Right. Yeah. I love when people like remind me of things I've never thought that I hated, but I do. Like people will DM me too. So sometimes I do take ideas from that. I try not to steal from the people who DM me, but like I'll notice like people will comment and I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. And it takes me to another thing that I hate. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Like every day I wake up and there's something. I look around and there, there's always something. What I are some things about. that you hate today? Today? Okay. Um, I mean, there's simple things. The train was late. I don't know. There's people, people manspread on the train. There's somebody, okay. You're walking down the stairs and you're trying to get into the subway. You're walking down the stairs anywhere. If you're going to be a slow walker, you need to like get to the, the side. side always stand on the side and usually the people split up naturally into two lines up and down if you're a very very slow walker you get somewhere out of that line mm -hmm. like it doesn't it's not enough just to go to the side 
I think that honestly, there are some people who shouldn't even like, if you really can't walk downstairs, you got to get on the elevator. If you really can't walk, like, I'm sorry, not everything is meant to be accessible for everybody. You're slowing down the entire place. You got to get out of the way. I don't know. And I hate I when bad. I hate when people walk in groups like twos and threes that take up the whole sidewalk right. and they're slow walkers. Oh my God. There's nothing worse than that. It's like, it's just a complete lack of awareness about everyone in the world around you. And then sometimes when I'm drunk, I am that person with my friends and somebody from behind me is like, hey, move. I'm like, fuck you. You can't just let us be, have fun and be happy. But that's who I am when I'm sober. Yeah. So we all make mistakes. Hey everyone, Olivia here. Hope you're enjoying our episode. Our clear cut collection features fine jewelry pieces inspired and designed with you in mind. Our collection is ever-changing, and each piece is handmade and made to order here in New York City. Don't forget to check it out and use the code COZY, C-O-Z-Y, for free shipping on any purchase. So we're going to play a little game, a little spinoff of your things that I hate. We're going to have four diamond engagement rings that you know, are perfectly beautiful, that are great for someone, but we're going to see what you might love about them, but also what you might hate about them. Okay, great. Be honest. I'm in. It's totally your opinion. You're so kind the way you say, oh, this might be great for somebody. <laughs> I wouldn't preface it with that. I mean, they're, they're objectively pretty, but you know, let's get your opinion. Oh my God. Okay, we'll start with a, a really like softball one. Okay. I did not expect to be getting a ring this Valentine's Day. Now here somebody's <laughs> handing me a ring. So this is um this is a more unusual ring. Okay. Um it's a really elongated three carat oval diamond and it's set east west on a diamond pave band. Pave band. What's that? That's like the small diamonds like in the band. Okay, I'm glad you told me that because I've always liked that mm-hmm. and I didn't know what it was called. So yeah, now I know. Hobby I'll tell the future boyfriend that I don't have that that's what I want. And love feel free the to band. try them on if you would like. Oh my God, okay. Oh my God, this is so exciting. I love the band. I don't like the way that the diamond is. Mm-hmm. I don't like the... Oh, great. Now it's going to suck on my finger. I don't love the shape. I don't like ovals in general. Like, I don't like oval-shaped anything (laughs) there was an oval shaped coffee table when i moved into my apartment i'm like just i hate the way that that looks i don't know why if it this is a beautiful band i hate the oval do you like it east west yeah is that what is that what i'm explaining the east west i don't know what's the east west that it's set sideways so here right okay but if it were even if it were straight i don't love it why don't you like ovals i just they're like such a dumb shape. Like it just be a circle. I don't know. It's like so weird to me. Like a rectangle is like, it's the same thing with a square. Just be a square. I hate that it's long on one side. It's just not, it's not a shape that I like, but I do like that it's unique. That's a big thing for me. I do like unique. Okay. And I Perfect. see you have like some like colored-ish ones over there that I like that. Something a little colored in the light. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm looking at. What about this one? This is a very classic it's a round brilliant with tapered baguettes on a platinum band okay love hmm here's my thing it's a bit too round this time (laughs) i don't know why it's a bit too round i love the baguettes on either side that's something i have one of my mom's um one of my mom's wedding rings (laughs) how many wedding rings did she have she has two she got married twice once when she was very very young i think like probably 20 320. So your age. Yeah, literally yeah. my age. Um, I found out because we were all her and my 
uh, godmom and I were all sitting and looking at pictures from their childhood. And I saw her in a wedding dress. And I, I recognized her pictures with my dad from their wedding. Yeah. And this was not that. So you found out recently? Oh, I found out when I was like 11. Okay. And here's the issue. So they tried to lie to me. They're like, oh, it's a costume party. And I was like, okay, then why is Nana there? Like, it's like <laughs> our whole family's at this college costume party. So they said, you know, mom was married before. It's very common. You get married maybe a couple times in life. And that's when I learned you can have more than one wedding sometimes. <laughs> and that's, this is very similar to what that ring looked like. Okay. But then I got convinced that this guy was my true father because he was blonde and my dad is brunette <laughs> and I'm blonde. So then I had to learn all about how if the person existed 10 years before me, he cannot it's be my not, father. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> But a yes. lot of life lessons learned. It, many, many. And it all this. So this ring reminds me of that time in my life. Um, but I do love it. I just think that the the center diamond is a bit too round for me. But I love the sides. Okay. So that one was a little too ovally. This one's a little too round. This is an oval that's not as ovally as the other one. Okay. So this is a 5.3 carat oval in a simple like gold salt hair. Okay. 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 I have a lot to say. Okay. I hate gold. <laughs> You're wearing a lot of gold. I know. <laughs> I don't like gold for a wedding ring, okay. which is so weird because I'm a gold girl. Yeah. Okay. That I'm, makes sense though because a lot of bridal jewelry is usually like in platinum. Yes, exactly. I love platinum. I just, I don't know, for some reason, it's just bridal jewelry. It can't be gold. And once again, this is an oval. Yeah. So this is not my fave. It reminds me for some reason. Every time I see a gold band, I think of the Carrie and Aiden ring. Mm-hmm. You've seen Sex and the City. You know. Aiden got Carrie this ring. And it was a pear it, shape, right? It was a pear shaped diamond, which this is not, but it was a gold band. And maybe that's like the internal. I, I saw the show when I was very young. So that's the internal bias it's set in me. Like I have this feeling of four women just disgust when, <laughs> when I think of a gold band. But I don't know. It's like he she knew right away that he wasn't the one because he got her this ring. Mm-hmm. And now that's like set into me. What do you think of the new Sex and the City show? There's a lot to say. It really, it goes back to our conversation about wokeness and how sometimes Ugh, trying to I feel like they were hard, trying so hard. It was insane. It's just also, I love when a lot of shows like address these types of subjects really well. I don't think that all yeah. media should just ignore what's going on in reality. No, yeah. Maybe we don't need Sex in the City to do that. <laughs> like, what if this show was just a show about four rich white ladies and like that's Three. what it is. Three now. Yeah, sorry. That's what it is. <laughs> like, they're just, they, they talk about their rich white lady things and that's it. Mm-hmm. We, that's okay. Like, they don't have, I don't need like, to hear them do this. I'm just like not convinced of like the new Miranda. Like, she would, that no. she would like go off and like do this. There's no way. No. And I get a lot of people, I made comments about this on my TikTok mm-hmm. and a lot of older women were saying, you know, you're acting as though life just ends when you're 30 and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, well, we knew these characters so well. Yeah. No, you can't just change them up. You don't change completely between 35 and 50. Maybe you're they're just... going through a midlife crisis. Right. It's other, but every single character <laughs> in the show is going through a midlife crisis, really. They couldn't just give us, like, one. Also, why didn't she call 911? That's, like, the, just the weirdest thing Great ever. Great question. Because they needed to get rid of Chris Noth or Chris Noth yeah. or whatever. But, I mean, now we know why. Yeah. But... Yeah, I understand. I, I kind of got why she didn't call 911, actually. I was like, okay, she, like, knows that he's gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they were just, I think that it was like, it's okay, it's done. It's a done deal. He's done. <laughs> so you might as well go get your last kiss, babes. But yeah. So, no to the gold. It's a no to the gold. I All see right. one that I like, I think. This one is a 4.6 karat cushion set in a pave band 
with three-sided halo. Okay. This is the one. This is the one? This is the one. I like this one a lot. It's a little bit big for me. It's a little, a little. I, I tend to get nervous about a big ring. As you get older, like, that will go away. I know, I know. <laughs> but I look at Kim Kardashian, for example. I'm like, isn't she afraid that someone? Well, she did get robbed. Ring? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so how are you able to wear a ring this fucking big? Like, well, it's that's crazy. like that's like a lot bigger. That one was like 20 carats or right, something. Right. No, it's. I would be scared that somebody would just chop my hand off. Yeah. Imagine how much that would be worth. Her fingers plus the ring. Anyway. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the black market, baby. So this is gorgeous. I love it. I literally love everything about it. It's a little big, but that's it. I just, I don't know. I don't know. Is it popular? Do you think a lot of people like the, what do you call it? The Pave band? Pave band is very classic. It's really? just like a little like extra sprinkling. Right. Um, do you like the halo element? I do. I just think it makes it like really big. Yeah. It's just a lot. But hey, you know, I call it lot, like a push-up bra for the diamond. A push-up bra for the diamond. Ugh, I love your terminology. <laughs> I love that. You make, I'm really learning a lot. You're making this very accessible oh, for good. me. A person who doesn't know anything about this stuff. Wow, look at me. I can't even get it all the way on my finger because I'm so chubby <laughs> on my fingers. Okay, beautiful. So no hate. you don't hate anything about this? I don't hate anything about it. Wow, okay, yeah. we found the one. Yeah, that's the one. Awesome, well, thanks for playing. Yeah, thank you for having me in your game. <laughs> They're so beautiful. I feel so excited. <laughs> I feel like I've just been proposed to. <laughs> so what are some of, like, your favorite things um, since moving to New York, and what are some things that you, like, just hate <laughs> my, <laughs> funny you say that because one of the things i hated earlier was something in the train but one of my favorite parts of new york is the public transportation i like really having been because you don't LA, have that in la yeah. i've never had it i don't like driving so being in la i would have to factor in travel time to everything i did and everything is so spread out in la it's like 30 minutes away for any everything everything you do is at least 30 minutes away and especially when you're not driving you don't necessarily have the control over that so i would always be concerned about even when do I order my Uber? I'm going to factor in an extra 15 minutes just to sit down and get the Uber because who knows how long it'll take to book the Uber. Yeah. It's going to take extra money to do that too. And I have to, okay, then an hour, I'm going to leave an hour before I'm supposed to be there. So I'm going to shower an hour before I'm supposed to be there. It's a whole process and it ends up taking up your whole day. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, everywhere I go, like for this, I'm like, great, I'm going to give myself 25 minutes. No yeah. matter what, 25 minutes, I feel like you can get anywhere in this That's city. That's true. I just get on the train and I go and it was the easiest thing. And even the train was like stopping a ton while I was mm-hmm. on the way here. Still got here. Like it just, I, it's changed my entire life to be able to not factor in so much travel time. I'm also not closing myself to opportunities. Like in LA, if somebody wants to hang out, I'll be like, oh, like, but this person lives in Venice and I'm in West Hollywood. Yeah. Like, and then such a shop. But here, they could live all the way uptown. I'm like, it's still really not that big of a deal. Yeah. It's just a straight line up there. Like, I, I'll hang out with anybody now because they're so easy to get to. So it's changed my whole life. Um, weather sucks. And my tiny, tiny apartment sucks. And, you know, rats and roaches suck. But yeah, like I was saying, this is like your hazing time. Exactly. It's like your early 20s when you, like, deal with that. Exactly. And then it gets, well, it's still cold out. But. <laughs> right. But all of that other stuff will get yeah. better, I think. I'm getting hazed for sure by this city when i i lived in like a small apartment in the east village when i was like a junior in college here Mm -hmm. and i had like a 
rodent infested situation i still have ptsd from it like if i see a shadow moving i'm like is that a mouse no that's exactly how i feel <laughs> luckily i have not seen a mouse or a rat in my place but i did see one cockroach i think i saw your tiktok you probably did i oh my god it was one of the worst moments of my life thank god apparently when you they're like really well. big i think i did too I, it was a really like it built character for mm-hmm. me um but apparently when they're really big it's like usually a one-off like they the really small ones are what you have to worry about because then they're breeding but i only found one so i think it came in like a package or something (laughs) oh my god i just i can't open up a drawer anymore i like i have to like make some noise before i walk into my apartment (laughs) because i want them to all scurry away yeah i just freak out all the time Mm -hmm. anyway now i'm looking at new apartments but that's a whole (laughs) different story (laughs) Um, what is like some advice you would give to, you know, someone that wants to start creating content or making comedy or putting themselves out there? I'd say you can't be embarrassed. Like I, you're going to be thinking a lot about what other people are saying when they see your videos. And especially like the way TikTok works, if you sign up for TikTok with your phone number, then everyone who's ever had your phone number starts seeing your TikTok. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Now you know. (laughs) Anyone who's listening, sorry to break it to you. It's a very harsh, rude awakening. But if you've used your phone number to sign up for TikTok, anyone who has your phone number will now be seeing your TikToks. And I don't know. I, I used to get comments all the time from people who would like find them before it started to grow, before the account went viral. You know, I... I just saw this, like, aren't you a little bit like that was a lot that you shared or like whatever. And I, you tend to forget that people, you know, are looking and the minute you remember, you can really clam up mm-hmm. like, oh my God, oh my God, they're, how am I being perceived? Right. And it's always like, you're always a joke until you're a genius, right? Like look at anybody yeah. in any career field ever. That's a good it's line. Always embarrassing to do whatever you're doing until you are successful. Mm-hmm. And then you are the innovator and you carved you paved your own way like it's you know you'll be tempted to maybe get a nine to five or whatever do the conventional job thing be traditional because you'll be embarrassed to go the other route but nobody who's really really successful did that mm-hmm. like everybody did something everyone who's really successful everyone in comedy, who's successful did something like embarrassing embarrassing mm-hmm. something that people were like cringing at we always say like if you're not embarrassed by like your first launch or like your first video or whatever then like you waited too long exactly Mm -hmm. exactly no i like even listening to my first podcast episode i was like "Mm, this needs tweaking but i I think that's good because i put it out there get feedback like i need the feedback and i need i needed to just do it anyway like what i'm sure it would have been a lot better if i'd waited till i was 26 but i I don't have time. I'm going to do it now. You know, I want to do it now. So I I think, yeah, if you're trying to start any sort of, especially creative careers, but this also applies to like, you want to be, you start a new, uh, be the next like uh, Elon Musk and like program something new. Yeah. I don't know. People are going to think that you're crazy and they're going to cringe at you and laugh at you. A mm-hmm. lot of people I'm sure laughed at Jeff Bezos or whatever, but now like it's literally you're cringing all the way to the bank. Like yeah. it's cringy until you do well. And then all of those people are going to start texting you and asking to hang out. So <laughs> That's how it works. And where do you see yourself in like the next five years? Five years. I mean, I, I don't want to put myself down by saying, oh, I hope it doesn't happen. I don't know. I To manifest it, mm-hmm. I'd love to have my own show like on TV. I would like to switch over to TV, um, whether that's like a talk show or some sort of narrative thing. Like I've written a script and it's been bought. Um, but I'd like to have either started that or been doing that. I, I really don't want to die without an Emmy nomination. And I know that that's like, <laughs> it's these institutions, like the Oscars and Emmys, like don't even matter anymore, really. I feel yeah. like they're so rigged and they're, nobody really cares about them. And it's not the mark of a good show. But you can 
still have your goals. Yeah, it's just like, I don't know. It's just, I see, I need to like visualize that in order to keep going. So I know that like, you know, TikTok and the internet is the future, but it's always been a stepping stone. And I want to, in the next five years, use it to channel this audience into television, write something, I don't know, get a little bit more political, a little bit more adults and not as much um, just... So like comedy. So like a like a Stephen Colbert or something like oh that. Oh my god. Please. I just went to Stephen Colbert the other oh, night. Really? I went to the How late was show. It? it was one of the most exciting experiences. It's right of my by life. our apartment. <laughs> I, it's right by it's right on the corner yeah. from here. I truly like I cried a little bit when I got home just because I, I saw pictures of myself. I got to sit behind the desk and everything. You did? Did you meet him? Oh my God, I wish. No, <laughs> but I have this lovely friend who works for him and mm-hmm. she has this great high up position. She's very impressive for a person our age. But she got us these front row seats and it was like He's he's my everything. Him, John Stewart, Trevor Noah means a lot to me. John Oliver, all of those people. And it's interesting how I always name men. Of course, there's a lot of uh, you know late night hosts uh, who are women as well. It's just like they're not a lot. Though. There's really not. But it's also these are the people who. That's a whole different conversation. But I've always <laughs> looked up to the male late night hosts because I feel that a lot of the women charge their political commentary with female stuff, mm-hmm. and that's important. But at the same time, like I don't like it when the punchline is just because I'm a woman. You know right. what I mean? So I like that it feels more objective when a person like John Oliver, for example, is talking about it. To me, I can relate more for some reason. But, you know, Chelsea, especially, I said before, she's a huge role model of mine too. I would cry if I met her too. So, yeah, like Steven, oh, like he's my everything. So that's kind of the goal is to be in late night or even that if it's not awesome. that, just like write a show. That would be so cool. Yeah. So to pivot back to jewelry, because because I have to ask some yes. questions about that. Do you have any like pieces that are like extra special or like sentimental to you? Sure. I have this coin and I got it when I was in, I was studying abroad in Madrid and I went to Florence for a week. And I guess it has like a sentimental value because it was the first time that I'd seen, I was very much alone in Madrid. I went for this um, program, an independent program. So I didn't know anybody there. Mm-hmm. And I was also very surrounded. There weren't that many Americans. I had like two other Americans there. Do you speak Spanish? I did speak Spanish <laughs> while I was there. I like really, really got fluent, but I kind of lost my practice. Do you? I've taken it for like my whole life, but right. not really. Yeah. Until you get there and get immersed, you get fluent. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I was there and I felt very alone. So I went to visit Florence where a couple of my friends were. And it was like the first time that I felt like, okay, I'm settling into living in Europe and I, I it was the first time I had fun so I got this necklace on the side of the road and uh, <laughs> I've had it ever since and I really like it because it it's silver and gold so it ties in if I want to wear either it kind of brings it all together I like to mix so for your platinum engagement ring and all of your gold jewelry exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm shocked I haven't lost it yet I lose everything in my life but um yeah hopefully this will stay for a while and stick around what are some of like your favorite jewelry trends I love the layering, like stacking jewelry. I love that rings have just become like a lot of rings has become a big thing. I need to kind of collect mine. I don't have enough, but I love to see people with lots of different rings. I like that it's more acceptable now. It seems to mix metals. Mm -hmm. I used to learn, my mom used to tell me all the time, don't mix the metals. It doesn't look good. And now I feel like people are doing it with you. Everyone's doing it. So I always liked the way that it looked. Um, Even I'll say before it was in style. I always You're a trendsetter. I was a trendsetter. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I really like the layering and the stacking. Again, my mom is always saying, too many necklaces. You can't even see them. I'm like, you don't get it. It's just a thing. I also, do you have like your ear um, decked out? 
I don't, but everyone else does, and I'm, like, jealous because I feel like it's cool. It looks so cool. I I love to have my ear, like, professionally designed by somebody. If anybody hears this, who does that? They have that on TikTok. I've, like, seen, like, ear stylists. Ear stylists, exactly. I'd love to have all the piercings styled. Do you look really bad? How many piercings do you have? Like, two on each side. (laughs) But I I don't know. I'd love to do all kinds all over the place. Yeah, definitely. And so, like, what are some big, exciting projects that you have, like, in the pipeline that you can share with us down the pipeline i've got this um well i host this show on snapchat three times a week called the influence and then there's the podcast um but i'm adding a new show it's going to be a dating advice show i don't exactly even know if i can share the name or anything like that but it's going to be me just talking the way that i do in a very matter of fact opinionated honest voice but about the subject of sex and dating. So people are going to be able to ask questions. On Snapchat? Um, no, it's not going to be on Snapchat. It'll be probably on TikTok. Okay, cool. Um, but it's with a different media company, so it's not just my show. So it's going to be me um, talking from sitting in a seat, just like a kind of like a practice Stephen Colbert situation. I was very drawn to it because I liked the idea that I'd have like a little set and get to sit in a seat and talk like a talk show host yeah. and like get to talk to the camera in that way. Um, so that's what I'm doing. And that's a project project that I'm really excited about, but I'm excited for the growth of this podcast and I'm excited to, I'm excited about the people that I'm meeting here. And like, I feel like I'm just being in New York in itself has been sort of a project branching yeah. out and being building community here. And through all that, well, there's like, like a huge, like content creator, like sure. influencer community sure. here. Yeah. And becoming part of that and like, gaining sort of notoriety in that and gaining respect among those people is a project in itself but I also feel that I'm taking so much inspiration from the people that I'm meeting and like I'm writing a lot more and just I don't know I I feel like I'm a lot of my stuff has been very inspired by the people I'm meeting and the friends that I've I've made so I'm building my network that's the big project yeah it's great and where can people like follow you listen to you all that good stuff um i'm tolly lixteen on everything my last name is spelled l-i-c-h-t-s-t-e-i-n nobody can ever get it but that's what it is and tiktok instagram twitter i'm all over (laughs) that's it oh the influence on snapchat is my show you search the influence there it is you subscribe to it bad vibes is on spotify apple Podcasts. that is a podcast by betches media and it's just called Bad Vibes. You can search it up. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being with us Thank today. Thank you for having me. I feel like I learned so much about diamonds. Oh, good. Well, happy to share as much as you'd like to know. You definitely have to follow Talia if you aren't already. And head to our TikTok to see all the things Talia viewed. Let us know what you think. 